Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Hey, what's up? John Sonimus here. Just want to take a moment to tell you about an awesome sponsor we have at Simple Programmer, which is Hire.com. I'm sure you know how frustrating it can be to search for a new job. Pushy recruiters trying to recruit you for jobs you have no interest in, jobs you apply for but you never hear from again, and worst of all, going through a whole interview process only to get a ridiculously lowball offer. Well, Hired.com has solved these problems. Hired flips job searching on its head. It actually puts you in control of the job search by letting you fill out one simple application and then having employers actually apply to hire you. How cool is that? You also get access to your own career coach to help you get your next job. Hired has access to over 4,000 employers with big names like Facebook. Plus, your profile is automatically hidden from current and past employers. Oh, and they pay you to get a job. Anyway, as a Simple Programmer listener, if you use the link Hired.com slash Simple Programmer, you can get double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus and get $2,000 when you find your next job on Hired. Just go to Hired.com slash Simple Programmer to get started. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. So I'm in Italy, in Rome, and I'm at a park again, <laughs> and I thought I'd do a video. I got a question about uh, should you own your code when you're freelancing, when you're a freelancer, or should you, uh, you know, or should your, whoever you're freelancing for your client, uh, should they own that code, and how important is it? I thought I'd answer that question. It's a pretty good question because this is one of those things that, you know, if you're doing freelancing, you should you should know the answer too. And I get this a lot. And you know, I think that um, you should have a strategy on this. You should know what your default is. And if you're going to create contracts for your freelancing work, you should bake it into that. And then you can always uh, differ from that. So. The first rule of creating contracts is to always make things as much in your favor as possible and you know and then you can always change things if you need to later on so or you know or, or change the, the verbiage of it so I would recommend just by default before we even get into whether it's important or not or whether you should or not if you're considering this if you think it's a consideration at all that you just go ahead and put in the default contract that you make with your clients when you're freelancing that you own the rights to the code okay that you're producing this code but you retain the rights to it and most of the time people are just gonna be okay with that and if they're okay with that then it's fine you don't even have to have the discussion so the things that you put in a contract by default are things that you don't have to have a discussion on and you don't have to broach the subject and bring it up right I mean it's much more difficult if you were to get into a situation and you were trying to do some contracting with a you know some freelancing and you said to someone you said hey oh by the way 
uh, I'd like to own the rights to the to the code. Do you have any problem with that? Most likely, most people, when you ask that question, they're gonna say, well, yeah, I've got a problem with that. I mean, why should you own the code? I'm paying you to write this code, so I wanna own the code. But if you don't bring that up at all, and it's just in your contract, just as the standard way you do business, it's not, uh, it's not underhanded, it's not shady, it's none of those things. It's just your default. I mean, there's boilerplate contracts for just about anything. If you read any kind of agreement or sign up to anything, you're gonna have some kind of terminology. That's why it's important to carefully read things that you agree to. But I would just do that as a default if you're considering this at all. And then we'll get into the pros and cons and, and whatnot. Uh, the second alternative to that, which is what I'm gonna recommend more uh, for, for most people in and and again there's there's some risks involved right anytime that you, you put that in if you put that in you are bringing it to their awareness if they read the contract thoroughly and that could create an issue but you could just be willing to say oh, okay fine and scratch that out and we'll get into that uh, why you might want to do that in a second here uh, the other possible thing is to put in the contract something that says that you retain the rights to the software that you the, that they still own a copy of the software but you retain the rights to use or relicense the software yourself so what that would do is it would give them the rights to the code again I'm not a lawyer this is not legal advice so you have to check with your your lawyer on this but it would give them the, the rights to use the code or they'd own the code uh, essentially they'd own the code but you'd have the rights to use it so if you wanted to use this code in your other projects or you wanted to reuse the code with another client you could do that legally right so uh, but now let's talk about you know what does this even make sense at all okay so you know do you need to own the code do you need to uh, have the rights to it in my opinion no not really because are you really gonna reuse that code that you wrote for someone uh, I mean, it depends on what you're doing, right? If you're creating test frameworks, automated testing frameworks, you can check out my video on creating an automated testing framework uh, if you're interested. But if you're creating something like that, then yeah, you're going to be reusing that code uh, a lot of times potentially, right? If it's if it's kind of boilerplate code, then you should own that code and own that particular framework. But you could also just take the code and that you're going to reuse and you could put it into a framework and then you can make that a publicly available framework or a licensed framework and you could tell them that you're using this framework in it. Uh, that's your framework, right? Uh, even though you're writing some custom code for them. Um, I think that it's just a subject that's best avoided as much as possible because it's just so unlikely to matter or come up. I mean, if you know, you know if it's going to and if you're going to need to reuse the code, and most likely what you're gonna to need to do is potentially just have the license or the ability to reuse the code where you can write this code for them, but then you can reuse that code and, and use it in another project as well. So I don't think you have to flat out own it. That's what I'm saying is, um, but you can, and you might as well if you can, if you can, because it avoids all the problems, right? I mean, that's why I said like the default that you should just put in your contract if you're concerned about this at all, is that you just own the code and they have an unlimited lifetime license to this particular code. And by doing it that way, then what you're gonna ensure is that no issues could come up because whatever happens, if you own the code, uh, you know, what, what can they say? What, what kind of issues could you have? But you know, aside from that, you having the unlimited license of the code to use it with your any other client projects or something like that, uh, you know, and you can always strike the verbiage out, right? So if they have a problem with that, when you put that in your default contract, 
a lot of noisy birds out here. <laughs> uh, you can just change it. You can just say, okay, fine. You know, that, that that's fine. Let's change it to, I can license code. I just need to be able to use this code if I need to use it in other projects and there's some shared code here and whatnot. And then even still, if they say no, then I would still not fight this. I would just say, okay, fine. You know, whatever code that I write for you specifically, uh, you'll own 100% and I won't use it somewhere else, right? <laughs> Unless you really need to, you'll know if you need to fight this battle, but most of the time, you're not going to, right? I mean, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make a lot of sense unless you, you know it ahead of time. So I wouldn't worry about this. I wouldn't get hung up on this. I mean, when I do freelancing work, I just, I, a lot of times I didn't even have a contract and I'll tell you why, because I had my clients pay up front and, or I had a very, very minimal contract if I had one. And I'm just, if they're not happy, I'm going to give them their money back. And I'm just going to assume that, uh, you know, I'm not going to reuse the code. It's usually custom for all of, all of the clients that I, I worked in or worked on uh, their projects. And so, uh, like, I, I avoided all those issues. I, I try to keep things as simple as possible, right? And I know that might not be the best legal advice. Again, I'm not giving legal advice, but, I mean, that might not be the best way. Like, your lawyer might not say, oh, yeah, yeah, don't have a contract. I mean, um, but... I try to keep things as simple as possible. And by doing that, I can, I have less overhead, I can get more work done, I have to worry about less things, right? And if it's simple like that, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, it, it's a huge benefit to me. So now again, I wasn't doing a lot of full-time, I wasn't ever doing full-time freelance work, right? Uh, so I, I didn't have an agency. You know, if I were doing it full-time and not, not on the, uh, as a part-time, I'd probably, be a little bit more serious with the contracts and whatnot but you know with that overhead there's going to come problems but remember like if you're just getting started just get started right the thing is eventually you might need this uh, to think about these things and to have more in-depth contracts and to but but so many people they get uh, hung up on on getting started doing something that they never actually get started they're just uh, spending all this time worrying about all of these details and all the legal issues and all this and so they spend so much time and they create so much of a beast of overhead for themselves that they never actually take action and it doesn't matter i mean you this is a problem that you worry about when you're successful it's not a problem that you worry about uh, early on because it doesn't matter early on because if you're never successful 90% of the issues that you're thinking about or dealing with don't matter because you're not there <laughs> right uh, it's the same thing you know with with simple programming with this business right I mean it's it's increasing complexity in uh, the tools that we use and the processes and all of these things and and the legal structure but it didn't start that way because it didn't need to because there was no no reason uh, so anyway that's all i got for you today uh if you like this video make sure you click the subscribe button below and uh click uh click the bell to make sure that you don't miss any videos i'll talk to you next time take care Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.